0: This is Mindset for Success, with your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. Each week, she will interview women entrepreneurs to explore the unconscious psychological struggles they faced as they build their businesses and how they overcame them. Here's your host, Leslie Knudsen.
1: Mindset for Success. And I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Each week, we interview women entrepreneurs to explore the unconscious psychological struggles they faced as they built their businesses and how they overcame them. Welcome, Delilah, to the show this evening. Thank you so much. It's
2: such a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm going give a little background on Delia. Delilah. Delilah Panillo is a capital markets expert with a special passion for working with women entrepreneurs and funding. Prior to her current role as vice president of capital formation for the Toronto Stock Exchange, she co-founded We Are Enough, a nonprofit that educates women on why and how to invest in women omen businesses andor or with a gender lens. Delilah is an advisory board member and co-chair of the Capital Council for WE Global. She's a frequent speaker and pitch competition judge and coach and was named in the 2019 top 100 people in finance magazine. Um, so Delilah, I'm gonna start by asking you um, some questions. For a number of years, you were the director of business development for the Toronto Stock Exchange. And then at a certain point, you decided to make a bold move and transfer to Los Angeles and to begin a startup. I can imagine there was some uncertainty and risk in this. Can you tell me what you hope to get out of your entrepreneur journey and how you handled the risk and maybe the uncertainty?
2: Sure, thank you. Um great question to start with. So I was, you know, classically climbing that corporate ladder in Toronto. Uh, I had been with the exchange for 10 years. I had this seemingly rock star lifestyle, traveling everywhere, just had some extraordinary experiences, you know, had had become more successful financially and from a title perspective than I thought was possible from my very humble backgrounds, um, growing up in the prairies in Canada. And, but I was, I was miserable. I know this is obviously a common story, but I was unhappy. I was spiritually, excuse me, spiritually bankrupt. I was, um, burnt out and I was about to turn 40 and I thought there has to be more than this. And so I, Boldly, I guess. Although at that point, I felt like I didn't really have a choice anymore because I had really, to be honest, stayed too long and pushed myself too hard to stay listening to that ego mind of, <clears throat> I should be like this, I should love this, I should be able able to heal and um, be happy with this because it's more than I <clears throat> grew up with, um, but it wasn't in my heart and soul what I wanted in my life, and so I quit my job. Um, I moved to L.A. for sunshine, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, a, as a Canadian, I find winter to be unnecessary. Um, and I had a startup idea and I, I had this really good idea that was something that I was interested in and, and could have used when I was a corporate um, gal. And so I went on this journey to start this company and thought, well, how hard can this be? <laughs> um, mm. I have an MBA. How hard can this be? Um, and I would advise companies all the time in terms of going public and, um, turns out as every woman entrepreneur listening knows, um, it is hard. And I went down this path of, again, really, really pushing myself to, I believed in the startup. I believed in myself, but I did not take care of myself physically, uh, mentally, spiritually and financially. And so um, after about two and a half, three years working on it, um, I had to let it go. And then I had to continue this journey of who am I, what am I supposed to do um, with this, you know, the, the gifts I know I have, but I'm, um, it just, it didn't work. And that, that was hard because I had, to be honest, I had never really failed at anything before in my life. And that was, uh, that was a really good um, ego check and a humbling experience and led to you know, the, the journey that
1: continues today. So the failure was something difficult and you were able to get over it in the sense of looking forward and finding new ways to put your energies. Well, I don't know that
2: I was conscious of it. That at the time I was really in survival mode. I, you know, I had spent all of my money to build this business. Um, I was out of money. Um, I, you know, turned to consulting. You know, like what what knowledge did I have? What skills could I, you know, make money doing? That was something I was interested in. So I started working with women entrepreneurs on, on their funding strategies. Um, I was the lead for SheEO, which is a global um, innovative financing tool for women um, in in financing. And so I brought that um, concept to. LA worked on that. Uh, as As you said in my intro, I um, with the founder of We Are Enough, we created this nonprofit around women in funding. And but it's, things were still not working for me, and so I again sort of blew up my life a bit. And I I, I sold everything, and I you know booked a one-way ticket to Tulum, Mexico, mm. and started down uh, you know an, an extraordinary sort of healing path of of who am I and, and and you know, what what should I do with my life? And then brilliantly, as you know, the universe would provide um, mm-hmm. this opportunity to go back to the Toronto Stock Exchange, which, you know, I have to tell you was a difficult decision to make because I really believed in myself as an entrepreneur. And I, I really wanted to prove that I could have a business, but I wasn't even sure what the business was at that point. And so I was struggling with this decision of how do you go back to corporate? When I really just in my heart know that I'm an entrepreneur. And so someone gave me brilliant advice um, that I would put to anybody who's in a difficult situation or have to make a decision. And, you know, she asked me, What is the most radically generous thing you could do for yourself right now? And as soon as she said that, my inner knowing my higher self said, take the job. Because I ne- I needed to get stable financially. I needed to get stable emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, and this job was going to allow that to happen. And there's no shame in doing that. There's no shame in doing whatever mm-hmm. it takes to take care of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: otherwise, nothing is going to work, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell me something. How come you knew that you wanted, needed to be an entrepreneur? What called out to you about that?
2: I think, you know, it's this, this concept of freedom, um, which is one of my top values, uh, which of course every entrepreneur is thinking, yeah, I started that, my company for, for freedom too. And it turns out <laughs> it's a lot more work. Um, <laughs> and your, your schedule is, is even like less your own. Um, but there's, but there's just something for me in the, the, you know, the concept of creation and, and maybe that's, you know, egoic, um, I'm sure part of it is, but it's this knowing that there's something in me that I have to create that that can have an impact. Um, I, and I'm not I'm not here to change the world or save the world. I don't have that big of an ego around it. But I I know that there I'm here in the you know on this planet in this time to have some kind of an impact. And I think for me that is through an entrepreneurial venture. Now. At, at some point, I'm, I'm, you know, currently at Toronto Stock Exchange, which I love because I get to work with entrepreneurs, I get to advise entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get a lot more women to go public so that we can, you know, create this funding life cycle of exiting and funding more women entrepreneurs. Um, but I get to be very entrepreneurial within the corporation because I represent the exchange, living here in California, and uh, and so there's so you can you can be entrepreneurial in different ways, and certainly. Mm-hmm parts of your life. And, um, and the principles are all the same. Um, the difference is that I do, you know, benefit from having the the corporate paycheck
1: for. Right. I was gonna say you take care of yourself in addition to being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which it sounds like something initially was not necessarily front and center for you.
2: Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah.
1: Which kind of brings me to another question. You talk about how until recently, that you were extremely driven to be successful, and that in order to achieve this, you thought that you had to be masculine. And looking back on this, has this changed for you? And why?
2: Yes, well, you know, I came into the, the business world in the in the 1990s. And so that was definitely a time, at least for me, this was my experience, uh, coming to the corporate world, that women were, you know, had a lot of opportunities in the corporate world, but we were really taught to look and act like men. So even like mm-hmm. how we dressed with the suits, um, you know, all of it. And there wasn't a lot of room. Again, I was in the world of finance, um, in the capital markets. And so there wasn't a lot of room for, for for femininity, or just feminine qualities in terms of, of you know, being emotional, or, you know, a lot of the things that we associate with, with being feminine. And so mm-hmm. I really, and I think also, just the reality, is since I was a kid, my survival mechanism was to be driven and the smart one. And you know we we all have our our thing that we do when we're when we're a kid to to get love, to get validation, to get mm-hmm, attention. Mm-hmm. And mine was definitely to be the smart one, to be the successful one, to drive myself. And I was rewarded for it. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. this is our society rewards that. I, you know, I got, Top grades. I got promotions. Mm-hmm. I got big bonuses. The harder I worked, the more I did. Mm-hmm. The more I, I, suppressed some of my like own feelings uh, around what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and look like, and until that all came to a head with that first burnout um, when I quit, and then but I continued to drive myself just in a different way, and um, it led to another burnout, which is when I went to Mexico, and then. Um, about a year and a half ago, I, you know, got the the final wake-up call, um, which was mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spiritually breast cancer is, um, you know, as women, not taking care of yourself, not nurturing yourself, mm-hmm. not having self-love, mm-hmm. not, not embracing the feminine parts of who you are. It's l- literally, you know, being a female, having breasts. And so mm-hmm. this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was a massive... Um, hit for me because I, I was shocked when I was 49 uh, when it happened and but I knew I knew spiritually that I had called it in for a pretty profound reason to shift everything about myself that that this would this was I'd already had several of these you know physical wake-up calls and I hadn't truly taking my, taking care of myself. I just kept driving myself because it's what I knew. And so, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this, so, you know, brilliantly, I, I, you know, found the tools, I I prayed for the tools and got the tools to really help me to understand what was happening with my body, what was happening with me spiritually. And then I, you know, went down this path for the last year of doing a lot of inner work to really Mm -hmm. And, and ultimately to get to, to get to self-love, which is what all this is about, <laughs> and, mm-hmm,
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: and trying to understand why it was, it's so hard, especially for us women. It's just so hard, weirdly, to get to this place of where I just love myself more than anybody or anything or any job or any success or any partner or any look or anything. And, um, and willing
1: to put yourself first
2: yes yes because you know as women we have this badge of honor of Mm -hmm. being selfless and that Mm -hmm. is really a horrible way to (laughs) to live Mm -hmm. our lives of Mm -hmm. because as we know um nothing is really hard to be quote successful in your life in other words to be happy if you are never putting yourself first and never thinking about yourself never taking care of yourself and when Mm -hmm. you do everything else flows there really is so for me the breast cancer was an extraordinary catalyst for love, um, for self-love. And um, and then of course COVID hit and that would just really, you know, brought it home because then I was just at home by myself. And I, I'm sure a lot of us realized, or, you know, when you're at home by yourself, in my case, I'm, I live alone, um, you can't run from yourself, you can't hide. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was this extraordinary opportunity not only to really look at myself and sort of what was going on spiritually, but also because I had all this time to really get my body in the best shape it's been. I had been through, you know, the, the double mastectomy. Mm-hmm, I had been mm-hmm. through one const- reconstruction surgery and um, I used the time during COVID to be like, well, I'm just going to work out in my garage and I'm going to go on power walks and start running again and, and focus on my, because I was, I was home because I'm someone who used to travel a lot, right. Which I mm-hmm, love. Mm-hmm. But um, your body—it's really hard on your body. So my body was very happy to be home. And again, mm-hmm, it would take—it mm-hmm. would take a, a pandemic like COVID to really kind of stop me, um, even after the breast cancer, which just shows you how hard driven I was. Um,
1: Absolutely, really and, and that you needed the—you the, needed the pandemic and sort of the breast cancer to finally say stop. You need to do something different.
2: Thank, thank God, like thank God that I got. I got the breast cancer. I mean, I have nothing but gratitude for it because it really, it really stopped me.
1: So if you had to share with some of our, um, ambitious entrepreneurs out there, I guess entrepreneurs are ambitious, but (laughs) entrepreneurs out there, um, who believe that they can't or shouldn't slow down and, or take care of themselves aside from obviously your powerful stories around breast cancer. And then of course being, uh, being at home during COVID. Is there any other sort of jewels of wisdom you can kind of send out there in terms of this is why and how you need to stop, um, when, and take care of yourself? Well, we, we
2: all get the warning signs, right? And and our physical body is this extraordinary sort of, you know, canary in the coal mine. Um, but because our lives are so busy and so overrun, we just ignore all of them. And so, I mean, it is it is unsustainable as we all have seen, you know, to live the lives that we've been living, and certainly it was for me. Um, and and so you'll be forced to stop. I mean, if if you're lucky, you'll be you'll get what I got, which was enough of a wake up call that didn't actually cause a lot more damage mm-hmm, than it could have, mm-hmm, because some people mm-hmm. are not that lucky. Um, right. And so, but but to heed the call and to and I think I think again, the beautiful thing about Covid, and again, not taking away from the significant pain and suffering that has happened, right, um, right. but to to get the, it's literally a global wake up call that like enough, like we're just doing too much, and um, and the thing about the, the covid that also is that this is the most innovative time, right? So there's there's always another way. And mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, you know, we ha- you have to be thinking about the innovation at all times. And if you mm-hmm. are burnt out and tired and, and you know, not eating properly, not feeling your body, um, it's very hard to be innovative. But even, even in the darkest times, even in the darkest days, which I've had, we've all had, there's always the solution. There's always a different way of thinking about it. And so your only job is to think, is to... For me, the only job for in this entire lifetime is actually to t- to tap into your heart, into your higher self, your higher knowing, because it knows mm-hmm, it knows mm-hmm. the solution to everything. Mm-hmm. And so, use whatever tool it takes. Whether that's, I mean, I've used <laughs> I've used every tool because I've spent a lot of time in Bali and I spent all that time in Tulum. I've used healers and meditation, and all kinds of different things. I've done spiritual medicine to really truly awaken me to my higher self. I you know I have spent, I've had sessions with channelers and all kinds of extraordinary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beings on this planet. And the ultimate goal is to just get to that quiet place where you can listen to your heart, your higher self. And then of course, the real thing then is that you have to have the courage to act on it. So I think for a lot of us, we we have, we have all have the knowing, we're scared of what we are going to be told.
1: <laughs> and what do you think? The what do you think the fear is?
2: The fear is that we're going to have to do something that seems courageous, that is against what society says mm-hmm. or thinks, or what our partner, or our family, or whoever, Your boss. or our boss, or whatever right. it is, right. and um, and to go against that. I mean, it seems like it's 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 hard. It can be very hard, but it's way harder to be sick. Um, and it's way harder to be really miserable and happy. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, again, we've got this one. And it's way harder life. to
1: be innovative if you don't feel good, by the way. E-
2: exactly. Yeah, it's really it's near impossible. I mean, there are a few people on this planet that where massive stress you know, can, can catapult them and, and inspire them and drive mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. most people, and I'm definitely one of them. If I'm not taken care of financially and physically and mentally, I couldn't couldn't get out of it. I I couldn't Mm -hmm. innovate my Mm -hmm. way out of my situation because I just was too unwell in all those areas.
1: Right. And some of the greatest advice of the entrepreneurs is that those basic needs need to be met first. Yes. Before you move forward and become the wonderful, exciting, successful person you'll be.
2: Yes, 100%, 100%. percent you got to have
1: those basic needs. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, let me kind of switch topics a little bit and ask you. For some women, it can be difficult for them to ask for what they feel they deserve. Have you ever found your inner critic getting in the way of your ability to make decisions and take risks because you didn't think that you deserved it? And what did you do about it?
2: I mean, this is ultimately the crux of the human existence, right? (laughs) Um, It is, and I don't know if I can only speak for women. I know this is a massive thing for women because we have so many of these pressures about Mm -hmm. what we're supposed to do or look like or be or achieve or be awesome at everything. Um, There is no doubt that the only thing that has held me back in everything and continues to is my self, you know inner critic, my self-hatred at some Mm
1: -hmm, times, which mm -hmm. which is
2: extraordinarily vicious and shockingly Mm -hmm. vicious. And unfortunately,
1: all too normal,
2: all too normal. And, and, and so for me, again, the only, the only journey is a journey to self-love because everything will flow from that. And, and what I, and what I continue to explore is why is it so hard? Like why, I mean, you know, I, I had a normal childhood and, and again, we all had, you know, mm-hmm. parent stuff and daddy issues and whatever, all that whatever. stuff, but, yeah. but, but it's, it's astonishing to me as I sit here at 50 and everything I've been through and all the journeys and everything and all the healings and beautiful places I've been and, and who, and just awakening to who I am, um, that self-love is so hard and it's, um, anyways, it's just fascinating to me. And so for me, it's all I do every day now is I, is I, is I as I tap into my heart and say, and I, and I catch myself obviously now when I have the inner critic come out and I say like, what is that about? And then I, and I use whatever tools I have available to me, um, that I now have, you know, amassed over the, over this mm-hmm, journey mm-hmm. of tools. And sometimes it's physical and sometimes it's mental, spiritual, Um, Sometimes it's just fun laughing um, to really get to, you know, this journey to self-love because Mm -hmm.
1: everything will flow once, once you have it. So to sort of like wrap up, um, sort of on that note, since it can be challenging to surround oneself with good nurturing relationships that we all need in our lives, which is part of the basic need stuff we talked about earlier, What advice would you give to women who are struggling with this and want peer support, but just sort of can't see their way to how to get it? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely
2: this concept of find your tribe, right? We all want to find our tribe. And so, you know, I would say just really, well, put the intention out there of of what it is, you know, the kind of relationships you're looking for, male, female um, peers, et cetera. And then, you know, angels are always sent. I mean, even Mm -hmm. in in the dark, they're always sent if you have an intention for it. And then just, but you have to stop and pay attention and listen to who's around or what's showing up. Like it could come in the form of a Facebook post or it could come from a random Mm -hmm. text from somebody Mm -hmm. or it could be walking down the street. But but all of this, ultimately, the most important thing still is to tap into your heart because your heart and your inner self will guide you always and, Mm And really, really being able to listen, right? And so and be open and, and be, open be open to what's out there. Yeah. And you never know what package is going to come in. Mm-hmm, I mean, some of mm-hmm. my closest friends, and um, now I just, you know, they're not. Just you know, we're on this spiritual journey together, and it's because I they they showed up and um and but I listened and I was like, well, this is interesting, but I. I spend so much more time of my day just being quiet and mm-hmm. noticing what shows up and who shows mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. matter what package or medium it comes in. Right. But ultimately it's all comes back to tapping into yourself and mm-hmm. to listen to that beautiful knowing,
1: knowing voice that and, and feeling that we all have. Totally, totally agree. I want to thank you so much Delilah, for sharing today with our listeners your entrepreneurial story and how you overcame some of the psychological obstacles that you encountered during your really inspirational story. Where can people reach out to learn more about you?
2: The easiest way is, is on LinkedIn so that you know so Delilah Pano you can I'm the only Delilah Pan out there so uh, <laughs> so just search me on LinkedIn that's that's definitely the easiest uh, place to find me.
1: Great. This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital DIY startup platform for women. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womensentrepreneur.com, I'm sorry, womenentrepreneurs.global. We believe in an open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about the hidden psychological difficulties experienced by many successful entrepreneurs and highlighting the strategies used to overcome them, such as fear of failure, of not being good enough, and that loud, chattering internal critic is critical to helping other founders achieve success. Please join me next week for more Mindset for Success stories. I'm Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and you can drop me a line at drlesleyknudsen at drlesleyknudsen.com.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital DIY startup platform for women. For more information on her guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. We believe in open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about the hidden psychological difficulties experienced by many successful entrepreneurs and highlighting the strategies used to overcome them, such as the fear of failure, of not being good enough, and that loud, chattering internal critic is critical to helping other founders achieve success. Please join her next week for more Mindset for Success stories. That was Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and you can drop her a line at Knudsen at dr.lesleyknudsen.com.